emanating from www.michaelnimmons.org. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dice. Hello there, I'm meteorologist Denise Isaac from WXYZ Channel 7. This is Wayne Braddock, 910 AM. Comedian Horace H.B. Sanders. What's up, H.B.? Hey, what's up, Michael? Hey, <laughs> you're a winner, boy. Look at you, right? You're thinking out loud now. Look at I just end with this. No matter where you go, that's where you'll be. <laughs> yes! And you're listening to this. And I'm thinking out loud with my guy, Mike Nimmons. Make sure you check them out every week on Thinking Out Loud Radio. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. The show with Stella Award nominee and Sunday Best alum, Maurice Griffin. When did BET Sunday Best come around for you? Catch it on iTunes, Google Play Music, or tune in. You know, after three years, uh, I did my first recording in 2007. And um, it was really good, it was a blessing, but financially it was a burden. And I was like, Lord, I need more access. Then that's when Sunday Best came around. And so I said, okay, well, I'll audition the first year. I didn't make it. And um, and then afterwards, I went and auditioned again for the second year, 2009. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nemes. I can't tell you how glad I am that you've tuned in to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, a show where we're giving voice to issues that matter to you. Uh, and as we say all the time, we have got a great show for you on tonight. In addition to having a great interview with a, a, a big interview, I should say, with a great guest, um, we're going to be dedicating the entire show to the memory of the late and great Bishop David L. Ellis. If you don't know who that individual is, you will know before the end of this show. Bishop David L. Ellis was a great man of God, a giant uh, in Christendom, and truly someone that God used in a mighty way. He made an indelible mark 
uh, on so many. And 22 years ago, uh, on yesterday, marks uh, his passing. He died on March the 19th. 19 and 95 the former pastor and uh, of greater grace temple succeeded by his son bishop charles haywood ellis the third and uh god has been truly blessing uh this church and church family uh but we want to take this time in this show to remember the life the legacy and the memory of bishop david l ellis of course, we are a little, uh, still a little down, probably in mourning about our team, Michigan State University, losing uh, in the second round of the NCAA tournament on Sunday. But th- these things do happen, and uh, we will get over it. Of course, we didn't want things to end the way they did against Syracuse, but um, we're glad to have had the opportunity to play. And uh, there's always next year. We'll be looking forward to uh, making a, another run uh, in next year's NCAA tournament. So your boy is good. Uh, we'll be we'll continue to be watching the tournament to see how things shake out to see who becomes the the NCAA champion. But uh, we're we're just going to take it one day at a time. <laughs> uh, in this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we're going to be talking to a very distinguished gentleman uh, on the show. Uh, he is the vice president and chief editor of ESPN's The Undefeated. Man, this, this is truly an interview you don't want to miss. Um, it is a, uh, an interview where we talk about sports, we talk about politics, race, popular culture, and much more. I'm truly excited to have the opportunity to talk to uh, Mr. Kevin Merida from ESPN's The Undefeated, uh, a, um, a, a magazine, an electronic magazine, a website you can go to and read a plethora of articles that cover uh, race, sports, and popular culture. Uh, I I highly encourage you to go there, check out some of the articles that are posted there on that website because they are truly empowering and inspiring. And I know you're going to truly enjoy this interview. Also want to send a very special birthday shout out to my son, Stephen Michael Nimmons. Uh, He is 12 today. Um, and I want to let him know that his dad loves him, cares about him a great deal, and um, proud of the young man that he is becoming. Talented young man, a lot of potential ahead of him, and I just want to take some time today to let him know, happy birthday. Happy birthday, son. In this week's current events spotlight, we begin by sending our thoughts and prayers to the families of two students that were shot at a high school in Great Mills, Maryland. According to Yahoo News, two students at a high school in Great Mills, Maryland were shot and injured this morning, allegedly by a classmate who died after exchanging fire with a school resource officer. 
Authorities said his two alleged victims, a male student and a female student, were shot in a hallway just before classes began. Authorities said the school resource officer engaged a suspected shooter who was a male student and fired around, authorities said, adding that the shooter fired around too. He was injured and has since died at a hospital, police said. The two other students were hospitalized, police said. The female student is in critical condition and the male student is in stable condition. Authorities said, it is truly sad when violence like this becomes more of the norm. Our young people deserve better. Our children deserve better. In other related news directly related to the issue of gun violence and gun control, Kudos to the youth that are taking this movement to the streets. I have to say how encouraged I am by the youth involvement with the issue of gun control. On last week, Wednesday, students all across the country were, take, were walking out of their schools uh, and even holding outdoor rallies to continue to raise the issue of gun control to the politicians in Washington, D.C. I believe last week was Walk Out Wednesdays all across the country. I was driving on last Wednesday down Middle Belt between 7 and 8 miles passing a high school where the students had lined both sides of the street with signs talking about gun violence and how something needs to be done. There was also a video that was posted on social media by several people from Cass Tech High School in Detroit, Michigan where there was a huge rally right outside the school where students again were raising the issue of gun control and gun violence. We've shared this video on our Thinking Out Loud radio show fan page, so you can check it out there as well. Youth activism in action. I love it. And I think it is truly remarkable when students take up the charge and begin to speak out about issues that matter to them. More often than not, it is the adults, the parents that are speaking for the children. But today, our young people have taken up the charge and are speaking out. I applaud their courage and ambition, and I hope that this continues until we get the change that we seek in Washington, D.C. Finally, as we said earlier in the show, we're dedicating this entire show to the life and legacy of Bishop David L. Ellis. For those that do not know him, he was the former pastor of Greater Grace Temple in Detroit, Michigan, pastoring at Greater Grace for 30 plus years. Yesterday marks the 22nd anniversary of his death, but we wanted to pay tribute and homage to this great man of God on our radio show. On this past weekend, Greater Grace paid tribute to him during the Sunday morning services and the annual David L. Ellis Scholarship Breakfast was held on Saturday as well. 
some were able to talk about their memories of Bishop Ellis and how uh, they he impacted their lives over this past weekend. And I thought it would be fitting to take this time to share one of my fondest memories of him as well. I can remember when I was a child, maybe about my son's age, 11 or 12, being at church one Sunday, uh, one Saturday morning with my parents for prayer. This was during the month of consecration in January, and we had services all week and 12 noon prayer on Saturday. I remember sitting there watching the late bishop in his chair and something saying to me that he was going to call you up to talk to him. And I said to myself, no, he wasn't. And sure enough, he did. He called me up to talk to him before service started. And he asked me if I wanted to go with him and his grandson to the auto show at Cobo Hall. Of course, I was thrilled to go. And I said, yes. He said for me to ask my parents if it was okay. And if it was, that, we would, that he would be by to pick me up at my house after service. I can remember as a young boy being excited for this opportunity to go with my pastor, one of the men that I truly did admire to the auto show, one of my favorite places. One thing that people may not have known is that Bishop loves cars. Bishop Ellis loved cars and he loved to drive fast. I didn't know that as a child until I got in the back seat of his gray Volvo at the time. He drove that car like he was an Indy 500 driver. <laughs> I remember holding on as he weaved in and out of traffic on the large freeway. Man, holding my breath, hoping that we would get there safely. <laughs> when we finally arrived at the auto show, I remember walking around the show floor with Bishop Ellis and watching how he never met a stranger. He was always personable and approachable to everyone he came in contact with. That is probably what I admire the most about him. His spirit of humility and his comedic personality. His memory will live forever in our hearts. Well, we're going to take our first break of the night, but when we come back, we're going to get right into our interview with the Vice President and Chief Editor of ESPN's The Undefeated, Kevin Merida. This is truly an interview you don't want to miss. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Looking for a professional tax and bookkeeping service? Then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. 
missed the show featuring Colonel Bob Tillman and Sergeant Preston Jowers of the Tuskegee Airmen. God has blessed you to live uh, through 10 decades and, and be able to see things and experience life in a way that, that many of us will never experience. Catch it on iTunes, Google Play Music, or tune in. Young men, young black men, they have the greatest opportunity in the world to be anything you want to be. Some of us went through an awful lot just to help you. So please, take advantage of it. Mm. You're tuned in to the Three Hour Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Hi, I'm Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give inner city and urban youth a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, empowerment sessions, scholarships, and much more. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash The Vision Initiative and find out how to donate and become a mentor or volunteer. The Vision Initiative, opening the eyes of today's youth to new possibilities. Come join the vision. We are back on the VIP edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and I have a very, uh, very inspirational person indeed on the line with us on tonight. Uh, this is an interview I've been waiting to do. Um, he is uh, the vice president and editor-in-chief of the undefeated ESPN's media platform. He was hired back in November of 2015 and explores he, where the, ES, the, the undefeated ESPN's media platform explores the intersections of race, sports, and culture. He's responsible for the site's editorial direction, tone, policies, and provides oversight and strategy leadership for key initiatives undertaken by the undefeated. Prior to ESPN, he also served as the Washington Post's managing editor for news, features, and the post-universal news desk since February of 2013. And while under his tenure, the Washington Post won three Pulitzer Prizes. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce uh, to you a very uh, inspirational indeed, uh, person indeed to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, new friend of the show, Vice President of ESPN's Undefeated, Kevin Merida. Welcome to the show, Mr. Merida. Hey, thank you, Michael. Thank you so much for being with us. We truly, truly appreciate it. And as I said, um, I'm a big fan of sports. I watch ESPN all the time. And, of course, I uh, read a lot of the articles on The Undefeated. And what I love the most about um, those articles is the cross-section between politics and sports and how sports does cross over into politics. So uh, my first question, um, uh, Mr. Merida, is... Um, you know, what is the biggest difference between 
um, the website, The Undefeated, and its sports affiliate, ESPN? Well, the first thing I would say was just, you know, our, our mission is to mine the intersections of race, sports, and culture. Um, and, and politics is not really so much our, uh, a focus of ours, you know, certainly not electoral politics, although, you know, as it relates to, to sports, you know, we sometimes are, are getting to that. Um, the, the relationship is simply that, you know, we're part of ESPN. We you know we are a, a, a brand. We're a, we're a digital startup is what I, I call it. We're something that, you know, we'll be celebrating our uh, two-year anniversary of, of uh, launching in, in May, May 17th. So we're, we're still pretty young. We're, we um, uh, are there to, you know, try to uh, add value to ESPN and to, um, you know, represent, um, you know, a new kind of aesthetic and, and a new, new platform and, and um and to do some new things to experiment and and uh innovate and try new things and so uh we are part of ESPN but we uh our offices are based in uh, Washington DC and um we uh you know we're here Okay. Hey, um, and and what really got you? What what really got you um, inspired to to work with um, the magazine, the Undefeated, uh, and and ESPN? Well, I mean, I spent twenty two years at the Washington Post. I, um, you know, I. I Spent a lot of time both as a senior editor and a writer and reporter and a columnist and and um, you know I thought that there was when I was approached about um, this project, The Undefeated, it was um, by John Skipper, who was then the president of ESPN. It was something that they had been trying to get off the ground, but had not done so successfully at that point. You know, it was part of it was just kind of the the entrepreneurial spirit that 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 I have, and and the the sense during this digital era that we're that we're in of of new products and new properties, and you know. Um, new ideas and new platforms being created that here was an opportunity to try to create something um, of my own and help, you know, get it off the ground and, and hire staff and, and try to build something new and do something I hadn't done. So uh, it was really difficult to leave the Washington Post, which was my home for a long time, and uh, just decided to go try something new great I mean 
That sounds um, that sounds awesome. Why why is it called the undefeated? I've always wanted to know that. Well, it's based on a a Maya Angelou quote that um, really you know talks about you can you can um, that we we may suffer many defeats, but we will not be defeated. And that, you know, sometimes you have to suffer defeat to really know what you can come back from, you know, to know who you are. And and that's a paraphrase of the quote. It's not the exact quote. I don't have it in front of me at this moment, but it's essentially a metaphor for the struggle of, um, you know, the struggle of African-Americans in this country of really incredible triumph over odds and, and triumph over adversity and and it's also um, the story of sports, you know, which is that, you know, there are many times when you're going to lose and have crushing defeats, but it doesn't mean that you're defeated, you know. And and you can, you know, sometimes that's how you build resilience. That's how you, you know, you keep your um, focus. That's how you um, learn and grow Sports has that great quality, and so that's the origin of the um, name, and that's why we call it the undefeated. That you know, whatever happens, you know, we, we will not be defeated. And now I have a, a brand new appreciation for uh, the, um, uh, the the this um, <laughs> this website because uh, you you already have great articles and uh, great content on there, but now knowing. Um, the origin of the name really uh, inspires me, and I'm sure it inspires our listeners as well. Um, you and I kind of uh, we we met on social media, and um, I saw an article I believe you wrote about uh, Dr. King, and I believe it was during uh, the uh, his birthday. And our radio show had re- recently done a um, a show about. Uh, we call it dissecting the dream. Fifty years after uh, the uh, "I Have a Dream" speech, and uh, I was moved by the article as well as um, just recently doing the show, and and that's really one of the main reasons why I wanted to have you on because I know that the undefeated talks about race, talks about pilot, um, talks about sports and popular culture, and how the three intersect. Um, but my next question kind of deals with with one thing you said that you guys really don't talk about. But here recently with ESPN, it seems that politics has kind of taken um, uh, um, has been talked about a bit. So um, how has Donald Trump's election uh, changed the culture of politics and sports at ESPN and the undefeated? I, I think the, 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 the way in which Donald Trump intersects with what we do is, is the degree to which he discusses sports and weighs into sports topics, which have, you know, certainly been well covered and documented. I mean, he's, he's you know, weighed into the uh, – gave his opinion on the NFL protests right. and uh, players in the league and, and his, his opinion on the anthem and the – the, in, in his view that being sacrosanct and 
And so that's the degree to which he's weighed in most directly. Uh, and we've certainly had a lot of coverage around that subject and the NFL protest and, you know, the same where he's, you know, talked about um, players who or teams who've chosen not to come to the White House after they've won and weighed in on that subject. So, you know, he's very active, as you know, on, on Twitter and, and giving his opinions and the degree to which he jumps into the sports realm or it's that's all uh, part of, uh, you know, fair game for us for coverage. Right, right. In your opinion, do you think Colin Kaepernick uh, should have a job in the NFL? Well, he's certainly um, demonstrated by virtue of his um, his resume and his, his work uh, in the National Football League that he uh, is better than a number of quarterbacks who have jobs. Certainly well documented by us and, and others. Jason Reed did a good job, kept a running tally of the number of quarterbacks that who were able to get jobs in which Colin Kaepernick's statistics and um, uh, success uh, were better than. So um, many people have made the case that he is good enough to play in the NFL, and uh, I'm not sure that's really a, a big point of dispute at this point, um, making their decisions for lots of different reasons whenever they are making decisions about making football decisions. It's not always about just simply play, you know. But uh, I think it's been, since this protest has gone on, it's been well documented that he is good enough to play in the NFL. Um, do you think that he made a mistake by taking uh, taking that knee? Um, you think you think that cost ultimately cost him uh, his NFL job or um, was there was there something else going on that um, you know that what w- was it was it was it really bigger than him? Well, I, I I think that you know it's certainly not it's not up to me to say whether he made a mistake or not. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he made the decision that he made to step into to the protest, and he called um, he it, it certainly. Uh, caused a lot, created a lot of a, attention, and a, and a and a it got the 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 nation's attention, and and um, you know generated lots of coverage around that, and and sure he he paid a price in the sense that he's no longer in the NFL, you know, no one right. picked him up, so that's that's right. the the price he paid the price of of a job. Um, and he obviously was willing to pay that price. So, um, he, you know, he made that decision, and, you know, that's why we're having this conversation now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, um, I think what he did was admirable and, um, you know, uh, very, uh, very bold uh, statement and, and certainly um, has, has, has drawn a lot of attention uh, to it, and um, uh, again, as you said, it's the reason why you know we're we're having this conversation uh, uh, today as well. Um, 
we are now in course in March Madness, and this is what I believe to be the best part of the year. You know, tournament time and college basketball. Big college basketball fan, uh, Spartan uh, grad. Um, so I want to find out from you, uh, Mr. Merida, how how do you think we can fix college uh, college sports, um, college basketball, college football? Do we think do you think we need to pay the athletes to uh, to, to fix everything, or you think you think that's the solution, or is there? Um, some virtue in it staying the way it is now? Well, I, look, I, I think that we are, there'll continue to be debate about playing players as long as there's been, you know, as long as universities are making, the major universities are making lots of money, millions off of um, their athletic programs and uh, coaches. And athletic directors at major universities are getting paid millions. Um, as long as as long as we're, you, you know, the the kind of money that surrounds college sports, there's always going to be uh, a discussion about, in in an increasing discussion about what should the athletes get in return. You know, should they get something in return? And that's become a hot topic, particularly given that, um, you know, they're often um, Anytime there are violations of recruiting violations that involve players and or involve taking meals or transportation or getting other benefits, and anytime there's corruption in the sport, there's going to be discussion about how can we fix that and address that. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think the trend is moving towards some, you know, way to pay. You know, some some figuring out some way. To compensate players, uh, I don't I don't know if that will happen or when it will happen, but it feels like the trend is moving in that direction of um, discussion about it, and you know it'll it'll continue to um, I think evolve. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Hi, I'm Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give inner city and urban youth a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, empowerment sessions, scholarships, and much more. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash the Vision Initiative and find out how to donate and become a mentor or volunteer. The Vision Initiative, opening the eyes of today's youth to new possibilities. Come join the vision. It's their birthday and need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specialize in custom-made all-occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. Hi, my name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. 
You better listen to that little girl. I'm Kevin Merida, Senior Vice President of ESPN. Happy to be on Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. the show featuring Hollywood red carpet reporter and best-selling author Tizzy Taylor. I want to really get your thoughts on uh, kind of what's going on with the Me Too movement in Hollywood. Catch it on iTunes, Google Play Music, or tune in. Uh, with regarding the Me Too movement, I think it's um, very brave individuals for the women to come forth and to share their stories and to talk about what they went through. Um, she was a very traumatic experience. My heart goes out to those individuals and I applaud Hollywood for the, the stance that they've taken. So I applaud everybody who's a part of it and using their voice to effect change because something has to be done. This behavior must not continue. If you're like me, I know you're enjoying this interview with the vice president and chief editor of ESPN's The Undefeated, Kevin Merida. Let's get back into this great interview. Yeah, just it seems to me that um, although although really it seems to me that the NCAA um, is uh, uh, is really um, you know they're 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 of course they're investigating a lot of things that are happening um, and this like you said the pay for players is something that has been talked about for. A long time. I'm just wondering uh, how that will change uh, college sports uh, for you know for athletes uh, with the aspiration of them going going pro. Is it going to be something like uh, in baseball where there's a you know a, um, a farm league or a minor league? I think the NBA has something like that right now with the uh, the G League, but um now that you know the conversations come up again about paying players uh is it is it something are we going to you know of course we'll 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 see a college college sports change uh, but I'm wondering will it be a change for the better or will it be a change for you know for the worse So we run that by me again. The question is what that that you know is you know it seems like you said that they're trending toward paying players. Um, in in essence, is this going to be um, the fix that everybody is looking for the the, the right thing, or do you think this is going to be um, you know it's 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 not going to be. Uh, uh, it's not going to be a good thing to do. 
Well, let me just say that, you know, when I say the the trend, and I mean in terms of discussion, I mean, no one at any level, you know, the NCAA, the governing body is not for it. I doubt if many college presidents are for it or people who are would be making those payments at university. So, you know, there have been, you know, legal action taken to try to get compensation. So there are things that have happened and commentators and others who have influence have, have talked about that. So my point is simply that the conversation is is growing in that direction toward figuring that out. Um, and there will always be, you know, you, you could argue both ways. You know, you can argue that, that um, it, it will professionalizing it, college sports will, as some people have argued, will take some of the college out of college, you know. But, you know, others will point out that it's a big business already, you know, and there's, it's already a business, so let's treat it like a business and give the people who are responsible for making the money some cut of the money. So, you know, only we will only know if it gets ruined after it happens. Um, like most change and developments we can't see in society, mm-hmm. I think once, if it were to happen, you know, everybody involved would make adjustments and it would be, it would be perfectly fine. And, it, you know, uh, it just seems to me like the NCAA has, uh, has really, uh, I think, um, taken advantage of the discussion, uh, even with, you know, uh, as you said, the conversation again has come up about paying players and, uh, the debate is, is really what, um, is out there and has been out there, you know, whether they should play players or whether they shouldn't. And, um, and so, uh, it is, it, to me, it would just be interesting how, uh, how this, uh, this really is concluded, uh, and, you know, if it will ultimately fix the problems internally within college, uh, college sports. Yeah, I, I don't know who who's to say it, it's it's so new and so it would have to play out. I I I have no idea if it would it would alter any of that dynamic. Right, right, right. Um, uh, do you have a uh, a favorite team in the in March Madness? I can't say that I have a a, a a favorite. I just enjoy watching the games and and. Um, you know, trying to, um, you know, hoping that enough underdogs, I love to see, you know, I think we all love March Madness for the small teams that get big victories, um, Buffalo beating Arizona. But, uh, you know, I'm, I, I was born in Wichita, Kansas, so I root for Wichita State. I'm rooting, you know, Kansas, I like Kansas. Um, you know, I think Rhode Island could be a sleeper. Um, and but mostly, I just root for a good tournament. Right, right. Are your brackets busted yet? No, and, and in fact, this in this case, I was liberated. I never even got to a bracket. You know, I I I was. Traveling and it was so busy, I never got to fill out any brackets. So I missed it all together. So now I don't have to worry about 
brackets being bust or anything or, or rooting per bracket. I can just watch the games and, and have fun and have nothing at stake. <laughs> well, good for you. Um, I uh, only did one bracket this year. I know some people that do five or six brackets. I, I used to do at least maybe two, but I kind of got away from that. But, um, yeah, it sounds like you said you liberated from – from all that, so you think you can you can enjoy the games better not having done one? Well, I mean, I'm gonna I enjoy them anyway because I, once teams get hot and you start looking at you know what's going on, you end up end up rooting for people based on a team. Sometimes teams kind of get in the mood and get in the groove, and you just start saying, "Wow, I hope they go far," you know. So right. I always look for the surprise teams, and a lot of times. For me, anyway, I don't start rooting for a team, but I pick them up during the tournament and then root for them to go on and and keep the run going, you know? Right, right. Um, I have a basketball question for you, um, NBA question, um, about LeBron and and Michael Jordan, uh, two polarizing uh, individuals uh, in the, you know, uh, you know, in the league and, you know, talking about their their legacies, you know, and, and how they are remembered and how they will be remembered. You know, will will, will LeBron's legacy be greater than Michael Jordan's, even if he falls short of the championships and individual accomplishments uh, because of his social activism? You know, LeBron is someone that has kind of gotten involved in the Black Lives Matter movement. He's made comments about that, and um, he's uh, been vocal about a lot of things uh, when it comes to race. Of course, uh, he's gotten uh, pushback from, uh, you know, the media, the white media on Fox. Uh, You know, when he criticized the president, uh, saying that he should just uh, shut up and dribble, um, and of course, Michael Jordan wasn't that kind of basketball player. He didn't get involved in politics, and he kind of just stuck to playing the game. So, do you think that LeBron will be his legacy will be a, be remembered greater than than MJ's, or will that even matter in the final analysis? You know, look, I I, I think they're they're both singularly important players. I mean. I think Michael Jordan is still considered the greatest um, basketball player who who played. I mean, obviously, there are always going to be debates about who's the greatest, but I think, you know, Michael's the reigning GOAT of the NBA. Right. right. And uh, I, I think, you know, we forget that um, it's sometimes popular to criticize Jordan because of him not being outspoken or not, but we forget that Jordan set a model uh, for black athletes uh, at a time when that model didn't exist. I mean, he he was a you know a dark-skinned African American with a ball head and and wore earrings. He he brought you know baggy shorts to the NBA. I know Fab Five had the shorts in college, but he had a lot of a both style and a swagger and a cool and an aesthetic. And he and he had lots of corporate sponsorship around him, lots of, and 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 so he at the time he was a, he he set a standard for that that many black athletes coming in model. I mean, it was a whole commercial, Gatorade be like Mike, and right. And I don't know that you know 
where well Michael is truly he's not been very outspoken on on social issues and he didn't he, he wasn't always doing that much more private with his life he you know he he did probably do more than people think um and um and and I think that is um what I would say about him the other thing is with LeBron, I mean, we're, we're also living in a different era. I mean, we're in the era of, um, you know, of, of the digital era where athletes have the ability to, to speak on their own platforms and they can develop followings. I mean, imagine what, if, if Michael Jordan existed in the digital era, imagine how many Twitter followers or Instagram followers he has. Now LeBron has, you know, 48 million, whatever, Twitter followers. You know, so the thing is now he has wide reach and there's the ability to connect and to say what he wants. I mean, Le- LeBron is, you know, in terms of his own, um, what he has represented for black athletes has been, but you know, demonstrating not only just through his own tremendous athletic accomplishments and his athleticism to be – you know, six eight, two fifty, and be in, in that kind of body to be able to play five positions, to go to the finals seven straight times. I mean, he has a great resume, but he's also, you know, he has uninterrupted. He's built the media and 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 film um, enterprises and and brought his own um, guys that he grew up with into, you know, his business world and and his as shown from the entrepreneurial kind of self-empowerment standpoint, um, what you can do as a, as a black athlete to, to leverage your, your notoriety and your, um, you know, and your, your reach to, to many people. I mean, he's also, as you noted, you know, he, he has not been afraid to speak out on issues and whether that's, with you know him and Dwayne Wade and the Heat players donning the hoodies after Trayvon Martin's death, uh, or any number of other issues, he he has not been bashful there about it, and 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 so that does you know certainly people who are watching him can look at him and say, wow, if the if the if the greatest player in the game today can speak out, maybe I feel more empowered. He's not the only one. There are lots of athletes now and, and people who are very popular willing to speak out and say what's on their mind, and I think that's part of it is the, the, just the times we're living in um, with, with athletes. I mean, there have always been athletes who spoke out. Bill Russell spoke out. Um, right. Lots of people spoke out. Oscar Robertson spoke out. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar spoke out. And on, it's just that now the, it's the amplification of speaking out through social media is is much greater than than anything any amplification that that could have been in a different era you know don't 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 don't, don't touch that dial it's the thinking out loud radio show we'll be right back 
Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give inner city and urban youth a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, empowerment sessions, scholarships, and much more. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash The Vision Initiative and find out how to donate and become a mentor or volunteer. The Vision Initiative, opening the eyes of today's youth to new possibilities. Come join The Vision. Then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service design with you in mind. This is Maurice Griffin from BET Sunday's Best. And in Detroit, I can't go without thinking out loud with my boy, Michael Zimmons. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Let's hear the conclusion of our interview with the Vice President and Chief Editor of ESPN's The Undefeated, Kevin Merida. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right that that having that amplification it's, it enables them to to speak to a wider audience all at once, and uh, you know as often as they would like. And if you know, say the Bill Russells or the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's or the Muhammad Ali's had that same uh, had access to that same uh, amplification, that um, you know their messages probably would have resonated even more than they already have. But um, uh, they were uh, great men in their own, in their own right and respect. And um, I, I, I'm, you know, I admire both uh, LeBron and, and MJ uh, for their, for their games and, you know, what they brought to the table. Not a, not a big fan of uh, LeBron, uh, in the sense that I like MJ more, uh, uh, but uh, I do appreciate uh, the things that he said about Black Lives Matter, about you know, of course, his criticisms of the president, and um, and 
and and being feeling empowered um, as a black athlete to speak out uh, about social issues and uh, and and use his platform uh, to um, to do things in the community. I believe he gave away uh, millions of dollars uh, to young people for scholarships. I think it was like forty two. 40, he gave 42 scholarships away or something like that recently. Uh, so I just wanted to know what your thoughts were about the two men and and uh, and how they would be remembered, um, their legacies would be remembered, or would people even worry or concern themselves with whether they spoke out about this or spoke out about that or said anything at all? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, they both will be certainly remembered by by basketball fans and have great legacies, um, you know, from here until the end of time. And um, my last question for you, um, uh, Mr. Merida, uh, again, I've enjoyed my conversation with uh, the undefeated senior vice president of uh, and senior editor of the undefeated uh, ESPN sports media platform. And uh, I want to know, what, what do you think the NBA should do about Mark Cuban and uh, and the Dallas Mavericks uh, with all this coming out about um, what seems to be um, some, you know, in, internal um Problems dealing with sexual harassment and sexual assault from the top down. It seems, um, you know, how how do you think the NBA is going to ultimately handle uh, handle that situation with the Dallas Mavericks and Mark Cuban? You know, I think we don't know. I mean, I think you know, certainly uh, in the era that we are are currently in. I mean, there's been lots of attention uh, about deservedly so sexual uh, harassment, sexual abuse, sexual assault. Um, and, I, you know, I'm sure the NBA is looking into it and will continue to, to, to monitor it and, um, you know, investigate and, and do anything. But, but how it will resolve itself, I do not know. And, you know, that Mavericks themselves, I believe, are also um, – you know, investigating. So, how it will resolve itself, I don't know. Some, you know, this seems to be um, a growing problem uh, or a problem that has existed that has gained some, uh, you know, uh, recent attention. Uh, and um, and so, it would be interesting to see how uh, the NBA does handle this, and um, you know. Uh, with the Me Too movement that's going on in Hollywood and now in sports and in corporate America and other places, um, you know, it is uh, women are becoming more empowered now. Their voices are uh, becoming louder. And, of course, we're in Women's History Month right now. So um, it's uh, it would just, again, be interesting to see um, what the NBA does uh, to... Um, uh, you know, to uh, to the Dallas Mavericks and to uh, to Mark Cuban. I think he might be he may be afraid they'll take his team away or 
any number of different things, but um, you know, it's uh, it's interesting to see how this will pro- will eventually play out. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Mr. Uh, Kevin Merida, it was truly a pleasure talking with you. I thank you so much for carving out time to be with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Um, again, I uh, I enjoy chopping it up with someone of your caliber, um, you know, talking about various uh, news events uh, that have um, taken place in sports um, and uh, uh, I hope that um, uh, you enjoy coming on with us and being a part of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I know our listeners certainly enjoy you being on with us, especially in Mar- uh, during March Madness, where we're able to talk a little bit about the tournament uh, and uh, and talk some sports as well. Cool. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Miss the show featuring Christian rapper and poet Ty Scott King. Tell us about your new single, Concrete. This song, Concrete, for for anyone who's ever felt like they're not good enough. You know, I, I came up from the concrete like that. So I know what it's like to feel like, oh man, where I come from might limit where I can go. Catch it on iTunes, Google Play Music, or tune in. Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Purchase our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked, from our website, michaelnimmons.org. Don't delay, do it today. Also available on Amazon. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hi, I'm Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give inner city and urban youth a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, empowerment sessions, scholarships, and much more. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash The Vision Initiative and find out how to donate and become a mentor or volunteer. The Vision Initiative, opening the eyes of today's youth to new possibilities. Come join 
the vision. You're tuned in to the Feeding All Out Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. It's time, 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 time for the Feeding All Out Radio Show of the Week. In the spirit and in the memory of the Honorable Bishop David L. Ellis, we've selected a powerful and dynamic sermon clip to share with you for our thought of the week. The sermon is simply entitled, Chosen. When you get into these situations where it seems like there is no hope and it seems like everything around you is coming and is not going to happen for you, there are no more good days. If you can just say, the Lord give it up and the Lord take it away. If you can just stop complaining and bless the name of the Lord. If you can wipe those eyes. If you can stop finding fault and just get on up and praise God, I tell you, you already got the victory. Amen. But so many of us are trying to wait till God brings us out before we praise Him. But I came to tell you today, don't wait till the battle is over. Don't you wait till everything has come out all right. But shout now. Now. Hallelujah. Lord, I feel like it today. Hallelujah. Tell something about it. now. Hey, don't wait till you get through. Hey, man, everything seems to be all right. Anybody can shout with a pocket full of money. Anybody can shout with everything going well. But what about blessing when you hear folks talking about you? What about blessing when you know people are lying on you? What about blessing when you know people don't love you? What about blessing when people won't even speak to you? And that shouldn't bother me because I told you and I tell you again, you don't come through these doors to please folks and to worry about people. And then accolades and packs on the back don't mean a thing. But God has given me enough grace to walk right on by you. If you don't want to speak, amen. If you don't want to love me, amen. If you want to talk about me, amen. Because I've got enough grace to keep me going. You didn't save me. And my joy is not in your hip pocket. My praise is not in your lap. Hallelujah. 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 My praise and my preachers are not determined who's here, who wants to hear me, or whatever. Praise the Lord. My praise is in just blessing the Lord. Hallelujah. Just thanking him for his grace that he gave me. And he tells me my grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. My God, my God. He knows how much you can bear. He knows what you can stand. 
and quit saying you can't take no more. Because the very time you're saying you can't take no more, God will put some more on you and let you see you can take that and then take that and then take that and then take that and still not stop shouting, not stop praising him. And oh God, you haven't brought me nothing that you didn't give me strength to go through it. You haven't put anything on me that you haven't given me power to stand up against it. And I came to tell you today that he tells you and I, like he tells St. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. And the messenger of Satan, whatever it is that comes to destroy and comes to steal your joy, I've given you enough grace to hang in there. Hallelujah. Because I'm fighting every battle for you. Amen. Is the Lord fighting your battles? Is the Lord fighting your battles? I said, is the Lord fighting your battles? And I want to tell you this. Everything about you, you can't pray over it. You can't fast over it. And get it out and whatever and so forth. Because there's some things you're going to go through, honey. Yeah, glory. And the devil himself knows that he can't win. But he's going to take you through it just to see Because that's his job. Just to see whether you're going to stand or not. But let it as sure as you and I are here. There's some things you and I must go through. There is no way around it. There is no shortcut. But you've got to make it. You've got to stand and rest assured that God knows everything that you're going through. Hey, God is a witness to the troubles that's in your way. But my grace, what I've already given you, it's enough to carry you through. I don't have anything else to give you. But use what I gave you, and you're coming out on top. Stop complaining and say, thank you, Lord. Stop making yourself miserable and praise the Lord. For my grace is sufficient. I know you enjoyed that powerful message from Bishop David L. Ellis. He was truly a man among men. I want to give special thanks to the vice president and chief editor of ESPN's The Undefeated, Kevin Merida, for joining us on tonight's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We truly appreciated talking sports, politics, and popular culture with him. We highly recommend you visit the Undefeated website where they have a number of great articles that are inspiring and stimulating for the mind. Go to undefeated.com and there you can get all of the articles and other media that comes directly from this powerful sports resource. And thank you, the listeners of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, for tuning in on tonight's show. Next week, we're going to be talking with the Honorable former state representative, Chanel Jackson. If you didn't know, she's running for the 13th district in the U.S. Congress. We're going to be talking to her about her tenure in the state house 
as well as her run for Congress. This is definitely an interview you don't want to miss. Tune in next week as we talk to the Honorable Chanel Jackson. Well, until next week when we're talking to the Honorable Chanel Jackson, always remember, if you can think it, then you can believe it. If you can believe it, then you can see it. If you can see it, then you can be it. If you can be it, then you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Be sure to support all of our show sponsors. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, or TuneIn. Want to book Michael Nimmons for a speaking engagement, book signing, or corporate event? Send an email to contact at michaelnimmons.org. Be sure to follow the show on all of his social media accounts on Twitter at TOL Radio Show on Instagram at the TOL Radio Show and on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud radio are you an entrepreneur and want to advertise become a thinking out loud radio show partner send an email to thinking out loud radio show at gmail.com we have some affordable advertising packages just for you Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.